because it was even used uh, during the World War times. People had scurvy, which is a vitamin C deficiency. Yes. Cabbage was the highest consumed food in terms of a sorbet. Hi, I am Alok, and I'm your host at Fitterobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitterobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fitterobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Can we reverse our age with food? Let's answer this in today's episode of Fitness Pro Chat with Fitterobic. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. Today, I'm excited to speak with Gayu Lewis. Ayu is a health coach who is working to empower everyone, achieve holistic well-being, and live a vibrant and balanced life. Welcome to the show, Gayu. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Gayu. Please help us understand more about you. Why did you choose to become a nutrition coach? I am an integrative nutrition health coach, and uh, my journey probably began long time ago when I was a child, where my mom taught me the secrets of. And the power of food as medicine, and having a culinary background, I'm a chef by profession, and being a mother of two, uh, I realized how crucial uh, nutritious meals are for maintaining health and wellness. My passion for food and its impact on health basically helped me or pushed me to become a certified integrative nutrition health coach. And my aim is to empower my clients to make sustainable lifestyle changes. Focusing on food, fitness, and mindfulness to promote overall well-being. Awesome! It will be very good to understand from you more from uh, signs of aging because as we age, there are different uh, reactions. Some of us get wrinkles. We we start to have aches and uh, memory loss and whatnot. So, how exactly food can uh, help us to? Fix these challenges, uh, since since you are are a chef and you are into nutrition, so who would be the better person to ask? What are the hacks in the kitchen that we should be doing to reverse our age? You see, aging is a very very complex process. You know, after a certain point in your life, your cells start dying, and and it kind of leads to the aging. But it but this process is influenced by various factors, right, including your genetics. And most importantly, lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices like smoking, drinking, and sun exposure actually makes you age much earlier or look much older than your real age. However, yeah, the good point is there are certain foods that are known for their anti-aging properties, primarily due to their antioxidant uh, content that they have. Now, foods rich in antioxidants such as berries, nuts, you've got green leafy vegetables. They can actually help you fight the free radicals in your body and reduce the oxidative uh, stress you know your cells go through. Yeah, and that's potentially slowing down the aging process. Okay. And so, omega three fatty acids, which are found in fish, you know, like like salmon and and trouts, flaxseed and walnuts, are uh-huh. very very beneficial for maintaining the skin elasticity and also reducing inflammation in the body. Food is always related to calories. And that's where majority of the people who wants either want to lose weight or maybe they want to participate in in certain uh, competitions or a sporting event, or they they may want to reverse their age. 
everyone wants to be aware about number of calories they consume every day how exactly they should progress or or they should start their journey so that they are not worried on a day to day basis about calorie counting you know the calorie counting is a very controversial topic i personally do not believe in calorie counting i believe in eating right and having a good fitness workout that's me people might completely contradict me who are trying to go for competitions but i think the most important i think something that i tell people is to eat the rainbow to try to eat fruits and vegetables from all colors yeah. they actually have their own properties they got so much polyphenols which are very very good and they can help you with with your anti aging uh, you know with your anti aging requirements or effects that you're trying to create like i said foods rich rich in antioxidants and vitamins like berries healthy nuts and vitamin e in nut, you know in, in nuts and seeds you've got yes. green leafy vegetables which is high in vitamins and minerals olive oil it it's got amazing monounsaturated fats and polyphenols very very good for your body and for your skin and fish i know a lot of people don't eat fish but then omega 3 is very good for your overall health i think absolutely and apart from this if i have to tell somebody to if if there's any other substitute or su- another thing that i would ask people to add for anti aging would be collagen but again i am not a promoter of supplements to take as tablets i prefer people drinking bone broths which they make themselves okay. uh, because it's rich in collagen and collagen is what our body stops producing right and uh-huh. leads to joint pains and of course skin elasticity so yeah. substituting and taking good bone broth rich in collagen is something that i recommend to everybody and that's not only good for your skin but amazing for your gut awesome since we are talking about gut and everything starts with our gut a good gut means a good mind and a healthy body so it would be great to understand from you the gut brain connection and how exactly a healthy gut can promote overall well-being i i i know that some people know and some people might not know that there is one central vagus nerve that connects your you know your gut to your brain and yeah. it's a bi- bidirectional communication so yes. between both these parties so this is fine this is fine and this is fine this is fine if either one there is some issue that's when we have imbalances in the body leading to you know either mental issues or gut issues so but a healthy gut you know contributes to a strong immune system your yes. mood is better and yes. reduce inflammation i think inflammation is is underlooked but it's one of the is the biggest killers for chronic illnesses so if you uh-huh. able to maintain and manage those i think uh consuming prebiotic and probiotic food such as you know yogurt i think if you're able to get yogurt with life culture which is important the prepackaged yogurt that you get there is no life culture so try yeah. finding a yogurt which is life culture kefir is very good uh eat high fiber food it mm-hmm. can again promote healthy gut and a good microbiome and that's what you want you know try True. to eat something new new vegetable every week or every day if possible this will keep your microbiome very excited and entertained it, it keeps it more healthy and regular con- consumption of both the prebiotics and probiotics they can help influence the aging process positively because Absolutely. it enhances the nutrient absorption of the food that you're eating and also reduce the risk of uh, chronic uh, diseases which other- otherwise might come with age absolutely i think that's very well uh, put together and uh, one of the thing that 
I come across these days is most of us wants to eat outside. And the moment we go and have outside food, which is mostly processed, there is high probability that we will get more of added sugar, which will interfere with the nutrient system in the body. Can you help understand some of the delicious food hacks that people can have in their diet or that can curb these cravings, especially for sugary products? They say that sugar has the same effect on your brain as cocaine. So oh. if you're actually taking sugar, you're as addicted as somebody who's taking cocaine. So don't try to name shame the person who's a drug addict. You, you yourself are equally <laughs> a drug addict. Uh, that, that's a harsh reality. That yeah. would... I have never liked sugar from my from my childhood. I don't have a sweet tooth. So, which has always helped me kind of not being addicted to anything sweet. People say I'm very lucky that way. But a lot of people aren't. They they like sugar because sugar gives them the happiness and keeps yeah. their mind happy. Similar, yes. like I said, it's just like what a drug do, does, to, do, does to you. But what happens so, is excessive sugar, you know, leads to glycation. Where the sugar yeah. molecules they attach to proteins and they form these very very harmful compounds, which are called the AGEs, advanced glycation end products. Now, these yeah. compounds are, are probably the reason that aging gets accelerated and it damages yes. your you know your collagen, the elastin, the proteins, everything that makes your skin firm and elastic. Now to curb it's it's difficult. I can tell people maybe try getting substitutes like stevia or monk fruit. Like when I bake at home, I try to use monk fruit. Okay. In terms of a sweetener. Yeah. Uh, or or I may, maybe I would use dates and stuff like that. But I don't have refined sugar in my house. I don't have it at all. And the other thing I want to tell people, probably a hack that is you could not avoid having the cake. In the office, it was somebody's birthday. Uh-huh. They gave you a piece of soup, or it was donut party in the office. True. Anywhere you went, and you had my one hack would be that try walking twenty minutes post the consumption of the sugar. That's okay. the easiest hack I would tell buddy. Why? Because now you consume the sugar. If you do some physical activity, which is just walking, the sugar that you've consumed will get used in this activity, and it's not well. going to lead to a very high insulin peak. Whereas if you eat that cake and you sit on your desk and you just walk working, now this is going to cause an insulin peak, which again leads yeah. to all the, you know, the the whole harmful compounds and stuff like that. So one hack is, yes, have the cake if you have to have the cake, but do a 20-minute activity. Nothing ridiculous. I'm not asking for a hit workout. Just walking, will, which, which will actually help you a lot. That helps me to think about and ask you, a very important question. Everyone talks about having a lot of carbs, a lot of proteins or fats. And amid the chain of these macronutrients of proteins, fats and carbs, what gets missed is vitamins and minerals. So it would be great to understand from you what are some of these food items that we can consume to have these vitamins and minerals that are age-defying in our life. People look at the macronutrients and then the micronutrients are the one which kind of gets lost. True. If you actually follow eating the rainbow every day, 
you end up getting the micronutrients that your body needs. But I'm saying good quality fruits and vegetables. But if there are certain vitamins that you might need or, or you know, minerals that you need, one would be vitamin C. Because vitamin C helps in boosting collagen production in the body. So okay. even, if, even if you're taking a collagen supplement, try mm-hmm. taking the vitamin C because it okay. can help in the absorption, you know, helps, yeah. in, helps more. And again, vitamin C is good for immunity fighting as well. So very, very good as a vitamin. Sure. Vitamin E is good for, you know, protecting cell membranes and also helps the cells from oxidative stress that they go through with the free radicals in your body. Selenium helps uh-huh. uh, with promoting your immune system. It helps your immune system. And then yeah. zinc would be to reduce uh, inflammation in the body and also help with skin repair. Okay, okay. I, I, I always tell people not to go in for supplements. I'm an anti-supplement person. I believe in taking the right fruits and vegetables and Absolutely. nutrients from them. Go for uh-huh. whole foods. Don't try to come up with a shortcut. I think that's the key. Absolutely. And since you're talking about supplements, so how do we replace these supplements with certain food items? Like you say vitamin C and these days there are a lot of vitamin C tablets available and everyone is in the habit of just picking up one, putting it into the water and have, and drinking it and believing that they have got a lot of vitamin C. Instead, what are the certain fruits where we can find a lot of vitamin C? Oranges, I would say, yeah. they're pretty much overused fruit right now in terms of vitamin C. There are better foods or, or fruits which people are not at all aware that they have more vitamin C than an orange or a lemon. So could you help us understand more about these uh, fruits? Since you mentioned vitamin C, the vegetable that has the maximum amount of vitamin C is cabbage. Uh-huh. Wow. Not I'm sure really, most people would not be yeah. aware about it. Correct. Because it was even used uh, during the World War times. People had scurvy, which is a vitamin C deficiency. Yes. Cabbage was the highest consumed food in terms of a sauerkraut. That's what they made and they ate. But vitamin C, cabbage. If you're able to have a bone of slaw, um, of course, don't have mayonnaise slaw. Yeah. Or even with the, with the lime dressing, try to increase cabbage in your, in, in your diet for vitamin C. Things like turmeric, ginger, along with an addition of lemon or orange, can help with building your immunity, helping in absorption of vitamin C and stuff like that. So there are a lot of these foods that have anti-inflammatory properties, which overall you know, help with contributing to anti-aging process. Like I, I, I keep coming back to the point of eating colorful fruits and vegetables because they help in combating inflammation. And if you're able uh-huh. to manage that, you are good to go. I would not pinpoint on one or two, but the rainbow, that's the key. Absolutely. So it's the rainbow that we should have on our plate. What role do spices play? And then there are a lot of uh, spices with uh, absolutely brilliant nutrient qualities uh, in them. And which uh, very few of us are even aware about the kind of nutrients that these spices have. So could you help us understand some of the good aspects of, of the spices? I come from India. We have a land of spices, right? We've got so many good spices. Not only does spices help in flavoring your food, it's got a lot of medicinal properties, like you mentioned. True. For example, if you have 
a stomach pain or an upset stomach or a tooth pain, uh, the first thing to go for would be to have clove because clove, clove has got anti-inflammatory properties. So, you know, just yeah. chewing on a clove with the oil helps with your tooth pain that you have, number one. And second, if you have a bloating or a stomach pain after eating any food, try chewing on a clove. Okay. Uh, or, or maybe try even green cardamom for that matter. Green cardamom, again, is is not only good for your stomach, it's also very, very good mouth freshener. Because if you use artificial mouth fresheners like, like Listerine and stuff like that, you know, what they do is they actually kill the bacteria in your mouth, which is the good bacteria as well. It actually kills that. Yeah. It's not good. So instead of trying to go for these artificial ones, just try chewing on a, on a cardamom. So it's got, and turmeric, I mean, like I said, it's one of the most popular herb that now has gone all the proper, all the famous now with people making it as a superfood. They've used True. it for ages. Have turmeric in your diet. It's, it's so healthy. It's so good in anti-inflammatory properties, including ginger. All of these, even in taken in small quantities, can help you a lot. And I think most of these spices eventually will help building your immunity, which is the key to keeping a healthy heart, healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Many people believe that if they eat less, probably they will live longer. So is it the right way to reverse aging or what are your, your thoughts on this? Intermittent fasting, right? Where you're actually fasting for a longer period and yeah. eventually it becomes a calorie restriction because you have a shorter window frame and then you're not able to eat that much food. So it, they they have been associated with the increased lifespan, right? In 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 a lot of studies, yes. Uh, the concept of eat less, live longer, basically comes from the idea of periodic fasting, which which does or can lead to cellular repair. Because when the body is fasted for a long time, it ha has more time to repair the cells which have gone weak or or need help, and it ha it gets the time to. To repair those, which otherwise the energy spent in just keep in you know, the food that you've consumed, the process just goes on digestion. Yeah. So the energy spent on on digestion, whereas it doesn't get enough to focus on areas that need attention. So when you do periodic fasting, it actually helps to cellular repair and, of course, improved metabolic health. Now, why you know mindful meal timing and fasting near contribute to cellular rejuvenation? Now, it's very essential like, for people to approach these trends carefully. And yeah. they need to either consult with healthcare professionals, especially like for people who've got specific health conditions, like imagine diabetes or things like that. They can't fast for a longer period due to Absolutely. incident drops and stuff like that. So I think it's very important. What people need to understand is that they are individual. Health is bio-individual. And yeah. because it's, it works for somebody else, does not necessarily mean it will work for you. If it works, don't, don't just cut puppy paste somebody else's plan into your lifestyle. And then if it doesn't work, and then you're, you know, you're just worked up. So that's very, very particular. But yes, fasting does help. And there are very, very different types of fasting, right? You've got the 16-hour fasting, then you've got 24-hour fasting, which sets the whole fat burning system in your body. The 48-hour fasting is where actually you do the cell re rejuvenation. There are multiple different fasting windows. But again, you yes. just so be careful of what works for you and what doesn't. That brings me to next question. Okay. Apart from food, 
what are the other parameters that we should consider when we are trying to make progress towards reversing aging or towards say a healthy life number 1 sleep sleep okay sleep sleep i think people do not understand the importance of sleep have a good bedtime routine try to keep off social media phones at least half an hour before you go to sleep don't look at the screen it helps you know your mind at least good quality amount of sleep now some people say get 7 to 8 hours of sleep some will say 6 to 9 for me i i would not put a number to it the number is determined by when you get up are you feeling fresh or are you still feeling tired if you're still tired that means you've not slept enough true so that number can be it it's it's again individual it can be set based on what your needs are but sleep prioritize sleep because if you sleep you will burn calories if you worked out yes. for two hours a day but you've not slept you're not going to lose any fat period absolutely so, have impo- sleep is very very important second would be regular exercise and again exercise again depending on individual not everyone needs to do a hit workout i think one sure. of the most effective workouts which helps in overall mind and body is yoga Yes. Uh so it's it's less stressful on the body but it's got a lot of benefits that the body gets. So yoga would be one that I would try people to do. And third would be effective stress management techniques. Try to breathe. I mean, not breathe in and out, but actually focusing on your breath. Yeah. Will help you feel very very calm. And I think one breathing technique that I I tell my clients to follow is the 478 breathing technique where you okay. breathe for a a count of 4 you hold for a count of 7 and then you release for a count of 8 it, it this breath is only done three times it okay. doesn't take a long time to do but it actually calms your nervous system down so if somebody's agitated okay. you know, nice. just do this 478 there's a lot of theory based on it so you could read but again very very important so these factors you know if you're able to manage these they will help and work of course you're working with your nutrition all of this put together will support your cellular health help reduce you know diseases and improve your overall mental and physical well-being so you're we talking about this uh, before we actually started uh, this podcast on misconceptions and there is a uh, plenty of misconception about food what are some of the misconceptions that you have come across and how do you address these misconceptions for your clients the first one that always is that you know Aging is just a genetic process. You have to age. Everyone has to age, <laughs> and my lifestyle choices are, are not, you know, have hardly any impact. Number one, that's the yeah. problem. Your lifestyle choices totally, totally, totally impact your aging process. So, if try to identify the wrongdoing in in your lifestyle and try to correct. And for me, like one major would be smoking, and second, which a lot of people do, is sun exposure. Two uh-huh. things affect. you're looking old very very quickly second would be uh, about buying uh, expensive supplements or superfoods true because i paid 100 dollars for this body that means the quality is very good and it's going to be doing great to me uh, i think that's a misconception again i think if you're able to eat nutritious food you got the you got enough of the macronutrients needed to uh, keep you keep you healthy and not age earlier i think that's These two things would I would would be my biggest uh, I mean the funniest ones that I've heard 
No, I, I could very much relate to it because that uh, helps me to recollect one of the incidents where, where I was speaking with one of my friends and he said he had joined a nutrition program and the nutrition program asked him to buy supplements worth almost $500 to keep him away from certain type of food items or and make him look healthy. He was kind of uh, craving for all the good things that he was having uh, earlier. And he consulted me and I, I just said, okay, so first thing, just do away with all the supplements. You don't need that. You just have the food and that is going to help you a lot. Eat the right food, the supplements. You don't need it unless you have been prescribed by a doctor that you, you need to have certain kind of supplements because your body needs them to unnecessarily overload your system with supplements, which are in a way, they're chemicals, right? They're like, like chemicals that we are taking inside our body. Uh, that this, I that I could very much relate to that uh, misconception which which you talked about. So, and since you are a chef, I think this is a very important question that I should be asking. What is your personal go-to recipe or any nutritional trick that you use when preparing meals? And probably this could help a lot of moms or a lot of uh, males out there who love cooking and and learn from some of the tricks that they can use in the kitchen? I think instead of a trick, I, I'll share something. The way what you eat is less important than how you eat as well. When it sure. comes to you know having a healthier body. In, when I cook, I, I try to ensure that we have proteins, we've got carbs and fats, which are important. Most important is that we always start a meal with a salad or a vegetable starter. Something mm-hmm. that's got an acid in it and it's got a lot of leaves in it or vegetables that have got fiber in it. Now, what, what it does to your body is that when you start eating food which has got a lot of fiber, you know, it's like, um, it's like trying to imagine you're trying to push something down a pipe. If, if yeah. everything is very soft, the food goes down very quickly into your system. But True. if there is a lot of more roughage in, in the pipe, it will take longer for anything else to pass through. So what happens is when when you eat a lot of fiber initially, where by the time that food reaches your stomach, the, the sugar that comes out of eating food, there is no insulin spike because it takes long time for, for the food to get affected because there's so much fiber sitting there and fiber yeah. there's not breakdown so fiber will still come out so that's why i always tell people that eat a salad first thing first if you do not have access to eating a salad have a cucumber have a tomato anything which is uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. and don't break it down do not grate it do not blend it i'm i'm someone who's against juicing because juicing, you've taken out all the fiber True. Uh, as True. in the vegetables and it leads to a higher insulin spike eventually. So my whole thing is about managing insul- insulin spikes because if you're able to manage insulin spikes, a lot of uh, conditions in your body can be avoided. So that would be my Absolutely. To people, uh, eat healthy food, try to cook homemade food, avoid takeout and frozen food and processed food. If there was something that I wished for things to happen would be that there are no processed food in this world. But that's not going to happen. It's a million dollar business that, that's there. So that will not happen. But I would True. recommend people to not buy ready-made food. Rather, take the effort of cooking. 
I know for some people it's very stressful, but try cooking yeah. together with your family. Try to engage your children while cooking. I think it also keeps them engaged and becomes a happier process. And you know exactly then what you're eating and what you're putting Absolutely. in your system. So that's very very key. So that would be my my advice. So I have a personal question for you. How does your routine look like? What keeps you going all around the day, and and what do you do in terms of exercise? The kind of food that you eat. Could you please share with us? Well, um, like I mentioned, I I just turned forty, start of this year. I'm a first of okay. January born baby. So yeah, oh, wow. big achievement for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> a big milestone. But in terms of what I do, I've always been into fitness. So my day always start uh, when I wake up. I I do a very very short prayer, kama meditation, which is a 10-minute breathing exercise that I do sitting in my bed, which is basically the time for the day that passed and to welcome the new day. That's what I do. Then I was get ready, get my kids up and running and going to school, post which I go to the gym. I think gym for me is a is a place that I, I completely relax and it helps me not think about other things that are happening. I'm into crossroads. So it's a good community. It's a lot of fun engagement that Absolutely. happens. Then I, like I said, I cook all my meals at home, and including the the food that my kids take to their school. So cooking is a big thing. I come, I make sure I eat my plate. My plate has to look colorful for me. About eating the rainbow. Then it's regular work. I have, I mean, I'm a consultant as well, so I, I do a lot of, or I go meet my clients and things like that. Uh-huh. Evening would be we do an early dinner in the house. That's a that's a logo. It's seven o'clock is our dinner time. My kids go to bed at eight. I think they. Good sleeper practices are all good, but then post which my husband and I go for a walk. I think about a twenty twenty five minute walk in the evening, and then it just wind down. Where again, I don't look at my screen. If anybody calls me post eight thirty, there's no chance I'm going to look at my phone. So I don't look at a screen. I again, I sit and I do my I do a gratitude journal every night, thanking for the day that went went through. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, that's how I basically and I and I do Sudoku before I end. My, it's good to sleep. I think that's that's what I do. It's a little funny, well, but that, yeah. that's some mental exercise as well before you go to sleep. It's that's, a good way to tired your brain. Overall, day looks like yeah. But I sleep early. I sleep at nine thirty, and I get up at five. So that's that's me. I don't do late nights. I'm a- absolutely brilliant. That brings us to the last question for today's podcast, and that is. What are the top three recommendations that you'd have for anyone who is interested to reverse the aging process? Take a bath in milk like Cleopatra did. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. Uh, I think number one would be incorporate uh, a variety of antioxidant uh, rich food. Like I said, eat yeah. the rainbow of fruits and vegetables every day to combat oxidative stress that your cells go through. Uh, two would be to maintain um, a balanced gut microbiome. So include probiotic and prebiotic food that will support your digestion and immune function. And third is to adopt a holistic lifestyle approach. I think combine the good nutrition with exercise, good sleep, and stress management techniques. You know, that will basically help you optimize health and longevity. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gayu. That was brilliant speaking with you. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Alok. Thanks a lot. It was a great time. I had a lot of fun. (laughs) That's a wrap. 
Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at Fit Aerobic or through our website, fitaerobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learned. Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with Fit Aerobic.